Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, whatever you're doing at this moment getting ready for work or driving home at the end of the day, laundry, dishes, ferrying children from one place to the next, conference periods or lunch. I'm sure I'm grateful. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and tell others about it, I'm incredibly grateful for that as well. And for those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon, one of the three tiers either for the additional podcasts or for the video cast on Saturdays or to be able to email me with questions. Uh, I'm also incredibly grateful and humbled by that. Sure to appreciate y'all supporting the podcast financially. And I will try and Make good use of your time and financial support. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity to sit out here, record the podcast, and for the people that listen to it and share it. It's gotten a little colder consistently. It's actually pretty chilly during the night for this part of the world. The wood stove has been going pretty much every night. I actually got a new kerosene heater. Haven't used one of those in forever and a day, but we're going to give it a try and see how it works. I think that's about it. So we're going to go back into our Thanksgiving proclamations and uh, get through one at least from Madison. Hmm. Bull is not pleased with something in the distance and they're letting it be known. All right, so we're going to start with Thanksgiving Day, 1814, by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. The two houses of the National Legislature, having by a joint resolution, expressed their desire that in the present time of public calamity and war, a day may be recommended to be observed by the people of the United States is a day of public humiliation and fasting and of prayer to Almighty God for the safety and welfare of these states, his blessing on their arms, and a speedy restoration of peace. I have deemed it proper by this proclamation to recommend that Thursday, the 12th of January next, be set apart as a day on which all may have an opportunity of voluntarily offering at the same time in their respective religious assemblies, their humble adoration to the great sovereign 
of the universe, of confessing their sins and transgressions, and of strengthening their vows of repentance and amendment. They will be invited by the same solemn occasion to call to mind the distinguished favors conferred on the American people in the general health which has been enjoyed, in the abundant fruits of the season, and the progress of the arts instrumental to their comfort, their prosperity, and their security, and in the victories which have so powerfully contributed to the defense and protection of our country. A devout thankfulness for all which ought to be mingled with their supplications to the beneficent parent of the human race, that he would be graciously pleased to pardon all their offenses against him, to support and animate them in the discharge of their respective duties, to continue to them the precious advantages flowing from political institutions so auspicious to their safety against dangers from abroad, to their tranquility at home and to their liberty, civil and religious, and that he would in a special manner preside over the nation in its public councils and constituted authorities, giving wisdom to its measures and success to its arms and maintaining its rights and in overcoming all hostile designs and attempts against it. And finally, that by inspiring the enemy with dispositions favorable to a just and reasonable peace, its blessings may be speedily and happily restored. Given at the city of Washington, the 16th day of November, 1814, and of the independence of the United States, the 38th, James Madison. So normally I start from the top here, folks. Uh, but this one, couple things down here. One, Madison talks about that God would be pleased to pardon all the offenses against him to support, continue to support the discharge of our respective duties and continue the precious advantages flowing from political institutions that are so auspicious to their safety, to their liberties, civil and religious, right? And then again, that he would give, that God would, in a special manner, preside over the nation in its public councils and constituted authorities, giving wisdom to its measures and success to its arms. So Madison, and, and you've seen it if y'all been listening to the podcast for any length of time, uh, but, you know, especially these last week, week or two on these Thanksgiving proclamations, we've seen it in here in particular. We, our leaders at the beginning of our country specifically asked God to preside over our political councils. I mean, that's exactly what Madison says right here is, to preside over the nation in its public councils and constituted authorities. So they're putting these authorities, these institutions, our councils, our Senate, our legislature, our, our judicial branch, all of these things, they're putting under the authority of God and asking him to guide them. So again, folks, you know, we, 
we beat this dead horse all the time, but we have to because we've allowed ourselves to be completely led astray. There was never intended separation of church and state, ever. Not the modern version of it where we kick Christianity out of government, public institutions like education, law enforcement, etc. Senate, House of Representatives, judicial branch, never. It just, it just flat wasn't. That's just a lie. It's a, it's a valid lie. And so, a valid lie. It's, it's a flat lie, a patent lie. And so when people come at you and they say, oh, well, this is, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. And they can't back it up. But you can, you know this, you hear this. We talk about it constantly. We are a Christian nation. Yeah, absolutely, there were other effects on the founders. The Roman Republic, a number of different authors. But at the heart, every time, we go back to God. Washington, it's impossible to rightly govern the world without God in the Bible. Adams and so many others talking about the fact that the Constitution would never have gotten passed except for God. Woodrow Wilson, we were born a Christian nation. Harry Truman, we were born, we are a Christian nation. Again and again and again. So, and those are actual facts. That's what comes from our actual founding. I didn't mean to get off on this, but since we've gotten there, I got a very kind, if you note the sarcasm in my voice response from somebody talking about this on Instagram of all places. Uh, one of the posts talking about how we're a Christian nation. And they referred to the the only factual bit of historical evidence that they tried to get into their comment was the Treaty of Tripoli, uh, which is really, that's awesome. And and I'll we'll go back and, and do another podcast. We've done one in the past on the Treaty of Tripoli. But it's one that the left relies on so heavily because there's a line in it. And this was done, I think, under Adams, if I remember correctly. And it says, we're in no way a Christian nation. Well, that sounds pretty pretty condemning, especially coming from Adams, right? But what they've done is they've picked just a few words, not even the whole sentence. And then, and then that's just a few words out of one sentence, out of one paragraph of this whole treaty, right? And so they're cherry picking. And so when you go back and you actually look at the treaty and you look at the context, there's a couple things, and I won't belabor this today, but one, they're saying we're not a Christian nation like those European countries have been traditionally. We're not going to go to war with you simply because you're a Muslim nation, right? Because this was a treaty uh, trying to deal with the, the Muslim terrorists, the first Muslim terrorists that we had to deal with, the Barbary states. So that tells you a whole, that's a whole nother podcast or two or 20, right? Is the fact that we've been dealing with Muslim terrorism since the inception of our country. And, and it's, it's not some modern phenomenon. The Muslim religion is given toward terrorism. It has been historically, right? And you say, well, what about the Crusades? Okay, well, tell me where in the world today you see modern Christians acting like modern Muslims. And you don't. There's not one example out there. So all of this goes back to what Washington is saying is we're not going to get in a war with you 
simply because you have a different religion than we do. We're a Christian nation. So so it's actually, it's it's more condemning when you dig into the treaty, right? And then follow on treaties that, that were just, they just redid this one a little bit. They actually took that sentence out because they didn't like it. So when you really get into it, the, the Treaty of Tripoli actually strengthens the argument that we're a Christian nation. It doesn't weaken it, which is phenomenal that the left continues to use it, just like they continue to use Jefferson, right? When Jefferson talks personally about his own faith and, and and that reassuring separation of church and state from his letter, that's exactly what they did. They twisted it to mean the exact opposite in 47 for the Supreme Court of what it actually meant. So take a little bit of comfort in that. We go back to this 1814 Thanksgiving proclamation. Madison is saying, we're asking God to preside over our public councils and authorities, our institutions, preside over the country. But so you get back, and again, just like all these other, you know, this is a day for the country to come together for all of us, regardless of what your personal faith is, right? So that's that's the real rub there that a lot of people that we choose to ignore today is absolutely believed in freedom of religion, the ability of uh, men to choose their own faith or no faith or, or etc. But one... Uh, just I have to reiterate this: the First Amendment was never written to lower Christianity, the one true religion, to all other religions. That's not what it was doing. And two, just because you are not Christian in your own personal faith, as an American citizen, you still have a responsibility to follow the principles of Christ. Right? You don't have to be Christian on your own to be an American. We're not going to force you into faith, but if you're going to come here, our country has to function on those principles and you have to be willing to function under those principles nationally, politically, legislatively, right? Judiciously, judicially. Sorry. I mean, it's real simple. It goes back to that old quote that I'm going to probably butcher, but when in Rome, right, you do as the Romans do. When you go to another country, you speak their language, you fall under their, whatever their rules and regulations are, whatever the basis of their society is, right? So if you come here to America, if you're part of America, then you have to function under those principles of Christ, because that's the core foundation of our country. And that's what Madison was reaffirming here, you know, your religious assemblies, humble adoration of the great sovereign of the universe, confessing our sins and transgressions, strengthening our vows of repentance and amendment. So we've we've got to not only come together and thank God, right? But then we've got to confess our sins and actually change, which we talk about this on the podcast every so often, you know, you talk about priorities. And I just realized how long we've been going. We're not going to get to the other Thanksgiving Day Proclamation by Madison. But there's always next year. It's a great thing. There's so many of these, right? We could do different ones every year for, I don't even know how many years, for all of November, and and we still wouldn't get done with them. Which makes it all the more maddening in a way that we've allowed ourselves to believe this lie of separation of church and state. 
uh, we've really bought into some phenomenal lies, folks. Uh, uh, feminism comes to mind, uh, separation of church and state before that, that abortion, that it's a right to murder somebody. It's, it's, it's a wonder that we're not in even more trouble than we're already in. Uh, but you, you know you have to you have to change. Madison was talking about repentance and amendment, like actually changing what we're doing wrong. And you talk about your personal life. You know, I talk about my own, my marriage, my kids, how I interact with these people, my relationship to others at church or whatever, wherever you work. But really, the big ones to me are your your personal actions and marriage, your your relationship with God first and foremost. That's what I mean by your personal actions and and then your marriage and if if you're spending all this time doing other things and not really spending time with god or with your spouse and loving them by action serving them right because that's what christ tells us is if you love us if you love him if we love him we'll follow his commandments well first off then you don't really love them no matter what you say if you tell your spouse you love them right but you they are not your priority every day and you're not excited to see them and you don't want to be around them and you don't want to love them in the manner that they need to be loved, et cetera, et cetera, then you don't really love them. You can say it all you want, but you don't. Same thing with God. You know, we can say we love Jesus Christ all we want, uh, both as a nation and individually. But if we don't follow his commandments, it's a lie. It's just not true. And so when Madison here in this Thanksgiving proclamation talks about repentance and amendment, if you're really confessing your sins, if you're really sorry, if you really have repentance, you know, you really are upset about what you've done, then, then there's a change. And then the last thing, which we do so poorly that I'm going to talk about today, is he talks about all these blessings, right, that we need to thank God for, not, not ourselves, right, not, oh, look at me, like we have so many examples of today in popular culture, whether you're talking about professional athletes or movie stars or, or singers or anything else, right? He says we need to look to God and look at these these favors that he's conferred on the American people uh, and in their general health, right? Their abundant fruits of the season, our agriculture, the process of arts instrumental to their comfort, their prosperity, their security, the victories that we've had in war, the defense and protection of our country, and this, this devout thankfulness for all which ought to be mingled with their supplications to God, the beneficent parent of the human race, that he would be graciously pleased to pardon their offenses against him. And and so, you know, and, and I, I don't make enough note of this just because it's kind of wrote in each of these Thanksgiving Day proclamations or seems to be the two houses of the national legislature have by joint resolution expressed their desire, uh, public humiliation, fasting, and prayer to Almighty God. So this is coming from our legislature, which makes sense when you actually read and look at our history, folks, because we were founded as a nation under God. And so it makes sense that our leaders, you know, that's John Jay, again, our first Supreme Court Chief Justice said, we have a duty or responsibility to pick Christians for our rulers. First Supreme Court Chief Justice. So we look at this past election, right? And, and for a, a lot of the country, uh, it was very disappointing. Well, we're not picking Christian men for rulers. We're, we're not even beginning to follow what our founders told us to follow. 
So why, why are we surprised that our country's struggling? Why are we surprised at, at suicide and alcoholism and inflation and enemies growing stronger and us growing weaker, our military being weaker, uh, the dysfunction of our families, our divorce rate, our, our children. I just, we don't even pick leaders that follow Christ, which is what our founders told us to do. John Jay said it, and he was the first Supreme Court Chief Justice. At any rate, I know this sounds kind of down, and it is. It's really disheartening in a way, but it's so comforting to know the actual history. So when you go into Thanksgiving, you know, just a few days away, you can be like, hey, this is really supposed to be a day where we thank God for our blessings, where we seek forgiveness for our sins and really try and repent. And, and it's just it's comforting to tie into our history and know that our country this is where we this is where our real strength comes from is god and his son jesus christ and the holy spirit that's just so comforting and and that we can get back to that folks he'll take us back in a heartbeat god bless y'all god bless your families god bless america we'll talk to y'all again real soon folks looking forward to it